One thing that's interesting, I me, mean, we're talking about the whole issue of digital yeah. transformation and retail. You know, everybody talks about Amazon, Alibaba, and yet they're building physical stores. <laughs> yeah. So what's with that? I mean, if physical is dead, why are they building a store? Well, they're building because, one, physical is not dead. Uh, they find it easier because they deal with, with digitization all the time to create stores that have digital workplaces in them. Yeah. versus somebody who starts as a brick and mortar, they've never thought of digital or they thought that is, well, we need to sell through that channel. They don't realize it impacts how they process information, how efficient yeah. they are, other ways of doing it. So what happens is Amazon is um, doing Amazon Go. They right. also are going to apply it to uh, Whole Foods as that comes in. Alibaba's building a whole shopping center. Well, they bought Whole Foods, right? Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, yeah. Talk about a bad. That's a yeah. huge investment. But that's what they do. They did the, the, the Bezos test. They found some of these ideas work. The idea that you don't have to check out at a checkout stand. You just walk out and you get billed on it. That cuts the friction out of that that makes the experience a lot better. Once they've done it, then they need a platform to roll it out. And When they talk about developing 2000 Amazon Goes, a better way might be to take Whole Foods, right. where it has thousands of units, already has an established clientele, has all the retail rollout, and just insinuate these together. Yeah. Sorry. Ultimately, it's because they don't recognize it as omni-channel customer. They don't recognize what they're trying to do. They, they see digital as a tool, or they see digital right. as a channel, or they see digital as a threat, and all of those inhibit companies going out there. Alibaba, Amazon, and others are going, wow. What's Alibaba doing? I mean, it's, I mean, here we're in the U.S. Right, yeah. People tend to talk about Amazon. Sure. The reality is, you, you talk <laughs> about you know Alibaba is you know right. of a similar magnitude. It is. So what are they doing in terms of plays, and how is it different than Amazon's, and what can we learn from them? Well, they're they're a bit ahead of the market in terms of building a whole shopping center around digital. It's a lot easier if the whole shopping What's center... What's a digital shopping center look like? First of all, it's, it's, it's an ecosystem that all ties together. The buildings are all tied together. And if you build it from ground up with all of the network in there, if you build yep. it up in terms of the Wi-Fi, if you build it up in terms of wayfinding when you go in, when, yep. when, when you go online, if you want to, it can do suggestive selling to us. When you go into a shopping center right now, you, the old theory was keep them locked in here as long as they can. We'll give them food. Uh, not great food, just foods that they don't leave, and we'll have them wander, 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 and while they're wandering, they'll stumble across something. But in today's world, time-starved world, some people want to do that, but some people don't. What you can do is have a touch screen up there. You can touch, I want this, I want that. They can wayfind for you. Secondarily, they can not only show you the route there, they can do suggestive selling. Well, if you're interested in this, here are some other things that you have. Now that that means that you don't just rely on the vendors, you know, Abercrombie and Fitch next to American Eagle, next to Hollister, next to North Face, next to somebody else. You actually have to coordinate with them. So suddenly the owners have to be partners. Mm -hmm. One of the one of the that's an interesting uh, interesting thing to do because there are a lot of them are very competitive, right? Oh, sure. And yet, and they have overlapping product lines, and you say, "Oh, let's just all collaborate." Yeah. yeah. Well. I'm, I'm a believer, and this is simplistic, read in the Harvard Business Review, and it was the most simplistic explanation, but because it was, it appealed to me. And it was a description of the difference between the pie slicers and the pie enlargers. And the pie slicers are the Malthusian thinkers who basically say, 
the world is finite. What we're going to sell is finite. So right. what I get, I have to take from you, or conversely, yeah. what you get, you're stealing from me. The pie enlargers are the people that say, through some technologies, through some breakthroughs, through some new ideas yeah. and product, we'll all get larger because we're there. Mm -hmm. And a shopping center developed by a traditional shopping center person is pretty Malthusian in its thinking. They want to get the people in. One that's being developed by Alibaba is one that's saying, listen, if we create this whole experiential activity with everything in it, we are going to increase the purchases overall. So, you know, you teach now, means you yep. deal with students. Uh, when I ask you, geez, you know, Hap, I'm looking for, you know, where I should be going, work, going in life, what things I should go do. What's your advice? And if you were their age again, what would you be doing? Well, <laughs> well, okay. The, let's, the, let's, the part, let's, the part let's, you can share, yeah. yeah, the part that you can share. First of all, you have to realize that you're never going to have a job for life. Yeah. Don't don't look to a company to be a lifetime job. You're going to move from place to place. You're going to move either because of your interest or the company's not there or technology's coming through. So look at some place that allows you to learn, allows you to do what you're doing. The second of all, look for something which is disruptive. Mm -hmm. By by 2030. Three-quarters of the jobs that existed in, in 2010 are going to be gone. Mm -hmm. They're going to be gone not because of immigration all those stupid things. Yep. They're going to be gone because of automation. They're going to be gone because of the big trends of digitization, democratization, and globalization. Yep. And as a result of that, don't look for a lifetime job. Look at a company that's disrupting either, either through one of those individually right. or, or all of those combined. That will put you on the leading edge of what's going to happen. Yep. If you are just taking a company that exists, and let's think about Kodak. Kodak in 1998 had uh, 170,000 employees, highly profitable, and they right. frankly had most of the major digital photography patents. Right. But they were making so much money on photo processing that yeah. they just stayed with that business. That's not the business you want to join. You want right. to join the new ones, the ones that are out there. And these companies don't have to be small. They can certainly be the, uh, the unicorns of the world, the billion-dollar valuation private companies. And don't worry about whether or not they're going to dominate the world or not, just whether or not they're actually going to disrupt. Because if they're going to disrupt, either that company is going to capitalize on the opportunity, or if you're at the nexus, you'll see the opportunity, and you go start your own company and say, listen, they're missing that. Yeah. If they had just taken this technology to that level, that's where the opportunities are going to be. And you're going to constantly, this is my professor's hat on, you're going to have to constantly go back for education. Education is not going to be one and done. One and done. It, it doesn't work that way. And and if, if you only did it to get that reputation on, on your uh, CV, then that's good. But it's only good for the reputation because the half-life of most of our knowledge is getting shorter and shorter and shorter. So what you really have to recognize is Technologies are coming up, ways of approaching business are coming up, whether it's design thinking or whether it's agile software development. Yeah. or like, All of these things are and more and more are going to happen. So what you have to realize is simultaneously with taking a job, you're going to have to commit to educating. If your company that you're going into believes that, and they will help you do that either economically or, or through uh, innovation labs or experiential activities, now you're with the right one. Right. Now, there's lots of fields that are going out there. I, I'm 
predisposed towards retail and I'm predisposed towards things like sport and sport mm-hmm. ac- activity. But but uh, you know I'm I'm working on one company as nanotechnology. I'm the board of a nanotechnology company that works with fabrics and uses nanotechnology to change the functional performance. I'm on the board of another company and is doing data visualization and digital mm-hmm. marketing and basically changing things. The commonality is disruption. Right. Because disruption plays out the same way across industries. And then kind of building on that theme, you're also on the boards, right? And mm-hmm. so boards have the opposite challenge sometimes, is you've got an established business. Right. Um, how are you, when you're giving advice to boards, how should they be thinking about it if you've got an established company that's looking at disruptions? Because there are famous cases that people have transcended multiple mm-hmm. disruptions, uh, but often people feel very threatened and you can kind of go into a defensive crouch and freeze. Right. So how do, you, how do you come out and win as opposed to just get trapped in your past? Well, you never directly attack what's being done because that never wins. All it gets is defensiveness. So I usually try to use some examples, some metaphors, some other industries of what's happening, uh, and not necessarily a direct threat, but how have things evolved and why have they evolved that way, and what are we doing to be able to anticipate something like that and make it almost an exercise, intellectual exercise without an emotional exercise. But I view one of my roles on the boards where I serve, and I'm not talking about startups. Startup, your roles are kind of different, and oftentimes yeah. you, you in, but as you get larger, yes. it's more governance and guidance and direction. Mm-hmm. And my role is to be the person who, who says the emperor doesn't have clothes, to challenge it in a way that isn't necessarily off-putting to the individual, but challenges the status quo. Yeah. Because the only constant we have is change, and the rate of change in society is increasing exponentially. It's not linear. 95% of all patents ever issued were issued in the last five years. Now, all great patents, of course, but, but that shows you the pace of things that's right. happening. So you've just got to commit to that change, even if you're going to fail. So what I add on top of that is my story about all the people who failed and it didn't ruin their company. Steve Jobs, he got yeah. kicked out. Uh, Mark Andreessen, uh, he started Netscape, but then right. he, he was kicked out of there, but then he now has a very, very successful venture capital firm. You look at Max Levitin, he and, and Elon Musk, Computer Thiel, started PayPal. They, too, were out of there. But it, that isn't the end of the world. Right. And if you're trying to not fail in an exponentially changing world, you, you're probably going to fail. Right. What you have to say is it's all right to test. It's all right to try something. It's essential to try something, bound what the risk is, and so ask somebody, and I, I can think of one place where I was on a board and they <laughs> didn't ignore my advice, but I said, are we aware of the risk of the change? Right. I'm totally embracing the change. Have we assessed the risk? What is it in terms of cash flow? What is yeah. it in terms of what we're doing? And, and frankly, they were so convinced they were doing the right thing that they didn't think there was any particular reason to assess the risk. They should have. Lesson learned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so are there any things I didn't ask you that you think that we should cover? Well, there are a million things because I enjoy talking, and you do too. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think the major thing is about whether you fear the future or whether you embrace the future, uh, whether you fear uh, change, as I right. alluded to, or whether you accept that and see that as opportunity. And uh, and 
a lot of people where I went to school were very academic and very brilliant, and they knew all the reasons something wouldn't work right. to the point that they're almost paralyzed, brilliantly paralyzed. And in, yes. a, in a conversation, they could you know, they could nail me right. with the five reasons why something doesn't work. But but there's a quote which I I love from uh, Goethe, uh, the German philosopher, mm -hmm. that basically said, "Whatever you can do, or believe you can, begin it." Yes. Because beginnings have genius and power and magic in it. And that's really what, you know, right. should, should we sit and figure it all out while the world goes on, or should we be the one that jumps out there? There's a lot. You just have to go out and do it. Yeah. You can't think it yeah. through. You have to have a framework and have some thought about it, but engage and in the process of engaging, learn to actually create the final, the final thing. Right. And you will pivot. Based on oh, it's what never all, you know, <laughs> I, I told you, you know, Yogi Berra's great quote, right, that, you know, predictions are hard, especially about the future. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. But it, the only way you get some of that great input is actually going out and doing and right. then realizing, oh, my gosh, that on paper that was great, but that exactly. just isn't going to work here or we don't have time for it to work. I, I thought yeah. this was going to roll out in a, in a year and this is a 10-year project and I don't have 10 years, so right. let's go somewhere else. Well, look, thank you very much. Thanks, Eric. Always, always, always great. Always fun. Thank you. Thanks.